श्री साई सचरित्र चैप्टर फिफ्टी स्टोरीज ऑफ काका साहेब दीक्षित श्री टेम्बे स्वामी बलराम धुरंधर चैप्टर फिफ्टी ऑफ द ओरिजिनल साई सचरित्र हैज बीन इनकॉर्पोरेटेड इन चैप्टर थर्टी नाइन एज इट डेल्ट विद द सेम सब्जेक्ट मैटर नाउ चैप्टर फिफ्टी वन ऑफ द साई सचरित्र हैज बीन ट्रीटेड ह्यूर एज चैप्टर फिफ्टी This chapter gives the stories of Kaka Sahib Dikshit, Shri Tembe Swami and Balram Dhurandar. Preliminary. Victory be on to Sai, who is the mainstay of the bhaks, who is a sadguru, who expounds the meaning of the Gita and who gives us all powers. Oh Sai, look favorably on us and bless us all. The sandalwood trees grow on the Malaya mountains and ward off heat. The clouds pour their rainwater and thereby cool and refresh all the people. The flowers blossom in the spring and enable us to worship God therewith. So the stories of Sai Baba come forth in order to give solace and comfort to the readers. Both those who tell and those who hear the stories of Baba are blessed and holy. It is a well-established fact that though we try hundreds of means or sadhanas, we do not attain the spiritual goal of life unless a sadguru blesses us with his grace. Hear the following story in illustration of this statement. Kaka Sahib Dikshit 1864 to 1926 Mr Hari Sitaram alias Kaka Sahib Dikshit was born in 1864 in a Vadnagara nagar in a Brahmin family at Khandwa Central Province His primary education was done at Khandwa Hingangad and secondary education at Nagpur He came to Mumbai for higher education and studied first in the Wilson College and then in the Elphiston College after graduation in 1883 he passed his llb and solicitors examination and then served in the firm of the government solicitors messrs little and co and then after some time started a solicitors firm of his own before 1909 sai baba's name was not familiar to kaka sahib but after that he soon became his great devotee While he was staying at Lunavla he happened to see his old friend Mr Nana Saheb Sandulkar both spent some time in talking about many things Kaka Saheb described to him how while he was boarding a train in London he met with an accident in which his foot slipped and was injured hundreds of remedies gave him no relief Nana Saheb then told him that if he wished to get rid of the pain and lameness of his leg he should go to his sadguru that is sai baba he also gave him all the particulars of sai baba and mentioned to him sai baba's dictum i draw to me my man from far off even across the seven seas like a sparrow with a string fastened to its feet he also made it clear to him that if he was not baba's man he would not be attracted to him and given darshan kaka sahib was pleased to hear all this and said to nana sahib that he would go to baba see him and pray to him 
to cure not much his lame leg but bring around his lame fickle mind and give him eternal bliss sometime after kaka sahib went to amadnagar and stayed with sirdar kaka sahib mirikar in connection with securing votes for a seat in the mumbai legislative council Mr Balasaheb Mirikar son of Kaka Saheb Mirikar who was a mamlukdar of Kopargaon also came at that time to Ahmednagar in connection with a horse exhibition there after the election business was over Kaka Saheb Dikshit wanted to go to Shirdi and both the Mirikar's father and son were also thinking about a fit and a proper person as a guide with whom they should be sent there there Sai Baba was arranging things for his reception Shama got a telegram from his father-in-law at Ahmednagar stating that his wife was seriously ill and that he should come to see her with his wife. Shama with Baba's permission went there saw his mother-in-law and found her improving and better. Nana Saheb Panse and Appa Saheb Gadre happened to see Shama on their way to the exhibition and they told him to go to Mirikar's house see Kaka Saheb Dikshit there and take him to Shirdi along with him Kaka Saheb Dikshit and Mirikar's were also informed of Shama's arrival in the evening Shama came to Mirikar's who introduced him to Kaka Saheb they arranged that Shama should leave for Kopargaon with Kaka Saheb by the 10 o'clock night train After this was settled a curious thing happened Bala Saheb Mirikar threw aside the wheel or covering on Baba's big portrait and showed the same to Kaka Saheb He was surprised to see that he whom he was going to meet at Shirdi was already there in the form of his portrait to greet him At this juncture he was much moved and made his prostration before the portrait This portrait belonged to Megha the glass over it was broken and it was sent to mirikars for repair the necessary repairs had been already made and it was decided to return the portrait with kaka sahib and shama before 10 o'clock they went to the station and booked their passage but when the train arrived they found that the second class was overcrowded and that there was no room for them fortunately the guard of the train turned out to be an acquaintance of kaka sahib and he put them up in the first class Thus they travelled comfortably and alighted at Kopargaon their joy knew no bounds when they saw their nana saheb sandulkar who was also bound for shirdi kaka saheb and nana saheb embraced each other and then after bathing in the sacred godavari river they started for shirdi after coming there and getting baba's darshan kaka saheb's mind was melted his eyes were full of tears and he was overflowing with joy Baba said to him that he was also waiting for him and had sent Shama ahead to receive him. Kaka Saheb then passed many happy years in Baba's company. He built a wada in Shirdi which he made as his more or less the permanent home. The experiences he got from Baba are so many fold that it is not possible to relate them all here. The readers are advised to read a special that is Kaka Saheb Dikshit Number of Sri Sai Leela Magazine, Volume Twelve, Number Six to Nine. We close this account with the mention of one fact only. Baba had comforted him by saying that in the end he will take him in air coach, that is Viman, that is secure him a happy death. This came out true. On the fifth of July, nineteen twenty-six, he was travelling in the train with Himadpan 
and talking about Sai Baba. He seemed deeply engrossed in Sai Baba. All of a sudden, he threw his neck on Himadpan's shoulder and breathed his last with no trace of pain and uneasiness. Shri Tembe Swami We come to the next story which shows how saints love each other with fraternal affection. Once Shri Vasudevanand Saraswati, known as Shri Tembe Swami, encamped at Rajmahindri, Andhra country, on the banks of the Godavari. He was devout, orthodox, jnani and yogi bhakta of the Dattatre. One, Mr. Pundalikarao, pleader of Nandir, Nizam state, went to see him with some friends. While they were talking with him, the names of Shirdi and Sai Baba were casually mentioned. Hearing Baba's name, the Swami joined hands with reverence and taking a kukran gave it to Pundalikrao and said to him, Offer this to my brother Sai with my pranam and request him not to forget me but ever love me. He also added that Swamis do not generally bow to others but in this case an exception had to be made. Mr. Pundalik Rao consented to take the coconut and his message to Baba. The Swami was right in calling Baba a brother, for as he maintained an Agnihotra, that is sacred fire, day and night, in his orthodox fashion, Baba too kept his Agnihotra, that is Dhuni ever burning in the masjid. After one month, Pundalik Rao and others left for Shirdi with the coconut and reached Manmad. And as they felt thirsty, they went to a rivulet for drinking water. As water should not be drunk on an empty stomach, they took out some refreshments, that is chivra, flattened rice mixed with spices. The chivra tasted most pungent and in order to soften it, as someone suggested, broke the coconut and mixed its scrappings with it. Thus, they made the chivra more tasty and palatable. Unfortunately, the coconut turned out to be the same that was entrusted to Pundalikrao. As they neared Shirdi, Pundalikrao remembered the trust, that is, the coconut, and was very sorry to learn that it was broken and consumed. He came to Shirdi and saw Baba. Baba had already received a wireless message regarding the coconut from Tebe Swami and himself asked Pundalikrao first to give the things sent by his brother. He held fast Baba's feet, confessed his guilt and negligence and repented and asked for Baba's pardon. He offered to give another fruit as a substitute, but Baba refused to accept it, saying that the worth of that coconut was far more than that of an ordinary one and that it could not be replaced by another. Baba also added, Now you need not worry yourself anymore about the matter. It was on account of my wish that the coconut was entrusted to you and ultimately broken on the way. Why should you take the responsibility of the actions on you? Do not entertain the sense of doership in doing good as well as for bad deeds. Be entirely prideless and egoless in all things and thus your spiritual progress will be rapid. What a beautiful spiritual instruction Baba gave. Balram Dhurandar, 1878-1925 
मिस्टर बलराम धुरंधर बिलोंग टू द पाठारे प्रभु कम्युनिटी ऑफ सांता क्रूज मुंबई ही वॉज एन एडवोकेट ऑफ द मुंबई हाईकोर्ट एंड समाइम प्रिंसिपल ऑफ द गवर्नमेंट लॉ स्कूल मुंबई द होल धुरंधरी फैमिली वज पायस एंड रिलीजियस Mr Balram served his community and wrote and published an account of it. He then turned his attention to spiritual and religious matters. He studied Gita carefully and its commentary, Dhyaneshwari, and other philosophical and metaphysical works. He was a devotee of Vithoba of Pandharpur. He came in contact with Sai Baba in 1912. Six months earlier, his brothers Babulji and Vaman Rao came to Shirdi and took Baba's darshan. They returned home and mentioned their sweet experiences to Balram and other members. Then they all decided to see Sai Baba. Before they came to Shirdi, Baba declared openly that today many of my darbar people are coming. The Dhurandar brothers were astonished to hear this remark of Baba from others as they had not given any previous intimation of their trip. All other people prostrated themselves before Baba and sat talking with him. Baba said to them, "These are my darbar people whom I referred to before and said to the Dhurandar brothers, we have been with each other for the last 60 generations." All the brothers were gentle and modest. They stood with joined hands, looking at Baba's feet. All the satvik emotions, such as tears, choking, etc., moved them, and they were all happy. Then they went to their lodging, took their meals, and after taking a little rest, again came back to the masjid. Balram sat near Baba, massaging his legs. Baba, who was smoking the chilip, advanced it towards him and beckoned him to smoke it. Balram was not accustomed to smoking still he accepted the pipe smoked it with great difficulty and returned it reverently this was the most auspicious moment for balram he was suffering from asthma for 6 years this smoke completely cured him of the disease which never troubled him again some 6 years later on a particular day he again got an attack of asthma this was precisely the time when baba took his mahasamadhi the day of this visit was a thursday and the dhurandar brothers had the good fortune of witnessing the saudi procession that night at the aarti function in the saudi balram saw the glow of pandurang on baba's face and next morning at the kakad aarti time the same phenomena the same luster of the beloved deity pandurang was visible again on baba's face Mr Balram Dhurandar wrote in Marathi the life of the Maharashtra saint Tukaram but he did not survive to see its publication it was published later on by his brothers in 1928 in a short note on Balram's life given in the beginning of that book and the above account of Balram's visit has been fully corroborated vidhi page 6 of the book bow to shri sai peace to all om sai ram